Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. Thank you, precious Lord, for all that you have done for us. And thank you for this day. We receive it as a gift and an opportunity to enjoy your love, your grace, your favor, and to walk in your faith and to bring forth that to everyone and the things around us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because the Anointed One and His anointing continues His ministry to us and in us and through us. Thank you for making us light in the place of darkness. Thank you for making us hope to this world. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for setting our feet upon your righteousness and for taking us by the hand one level at a time from one level of glory to another. We thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you have done. And this morning, Lord, we come, Lord, and yield ourselves before you that your will be done in our life as you purpose, so it shall be for us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. Thank you, everything that you have said to us and you are saying to us, and you have said to us shall come to pass in our lives. Precious Lord, thank you because we know that you are the one who watches over your word to perform them. None of your word will fall to the ground. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. And through us, the word we know truly, both in word, in deed, and in speech, the word we know that the anointed one and his anointing lives forever and ever. Glory to you, daddy. Thank you for in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. And my brothers and sisters this morning will join their voice with mine and say aloud, Amen. And amen and amen. And one more time, a big amen. Good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, welcome to this day's episode of our ongoing daily fellowship with the Word. And we thank God for this morning, and we thank Him for the grace, and we thank Him for His continuous, never-ending presence. Amen. And so this morning, of course, you know what the subject matter is. We'll continue as we look into the secret, don't forget the secret of seeing experiencing and walking in the power of god in other words living and ministering in the supernatural power of god whether it be in the form of his wisdom which we need every day every given day every given moment we need to walk in the power of his wisdom or whether it be the intervention supernatural imposition of power to change natural circumstances to do things that are completely impossible to the realm of man beloved don't forget with man many things are impossible with man there are too many can't do's but don't forget beloved with god nothing the scripture says shall be impossible when the world runs out of options remember in our father in the realm of the spirit there are too many options available too many resources too many god nature there is nothing that cannot be changed if the nature of god is imposed on it amen 
and amen and before i read the scriptures this morning and before i discuss the third dimension of the ministry of jesus let me just say this to you and i and i encourage you to please pay double attention it is one thing to receive those messages and follow through but it is another thing for you to recognize by the spirit that god himself is taking you to a journey through those messages let me say that again is wanting to receive the message and rejoice and come to experience of the truth but it's also another thing for you to begin to see that god through these messages is leading you through a personal journey some of you the more you know yourself the more you understand where you where god has placed you the more you start to see where he's leading you to what he has made you for and many things in the journey of your life will begin to make more sense i hope you understand that and may the spirit of god explain to you further more than i can say in the name of jesus so this morning as a way to remind us and to bring us back again to the truth that the ministry of jesus was characterized by preaching and teaching and healing this morning let me begin again by reading the book of matthew chapter 4 verse number 23 matthew chapter 4 verse number 23 and it reads jesus ministered from place to place throughout all the province of galilee he taught of course didasco that means he provided skill training in their synagogues what was the training about he was preaching notice this the wonderful news of the gospel beloved i can't overemphasize this if you watch carefully everywhere the preaching of jesus is mentioned at least the way the TPT explains it. It tells you it's a wonderful news. It was not a depressing news. It was not a fearful news. It was not a news of God's wrath. It was not a news about hellfire. Today, when we preach the wonderful news of the gospel, it is religious people who turn around and say we are sugarcoating the gospel. Or God, if the news is wonderful, it must be sweet even to everyone who hears it. The Bible calls it the good news. No good news is depressing. No good news is full of fear. No good news is full of warning about danger. No, it is called the good news. And the TPT in Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 calls it the wonderful news of the kingdom. And of course, and healing every kind of sickness and disease among the people. So Jesus provided a skill training in their synagogue preaching on the wonderful news of the kingdom and then demonstrating that news by healing every kind of sickness in fact if you look at the words closely you can see imagine somebody who has been sick like the woman who was bent over for 18 years hearing that news and then jesus laying his hand on the woman and then she she's able to stand up for the first time in 18 years that's not just a wonderful news being preached that is a wonderful news being demonstrated and you know what is going to happen the more the people hear the story of this woman the more they see how wonderful 
the kingdom of God is. Amen. And again, let me add one more scripture this morning. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 35. He repeated the same thing. He says, Jesus walked throughout the region. Jesus walked. Walked here is W-A-L-K-E-D. W-A-L-K-E-D. He walked. That means he trekked throughout the region. Watch this again with the joyful message of God's kingdom reign. Jesus walked all throughout the region with the joyful message. Matthew in 4.23 says, Wonderful news of the kingdom. Now it says again, The joyful message of God's kingdom reign. My brother, my sister, there is no joyful message that cause fear in the heart of the people. There is no joyful message that makes people to be afraid. There's no joyful message that will not cause a joy in the heart of those who receive it. Watch this. It says Jesus walked throughout the region with the joyful message of God's kingdom reign. Next line. He thought, again, that word, did that school. He thought in their meeting houses and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease and illness. Watch this. Look at all the words. Whether it is sickness, whether it is disease, whether it is illness, Jesus healed them all. The Bible said that he taught in their meeting houses and then wherever he went and he demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease and illness. Beloved, let me remind you one more time that every disease is evil. Whether it is physical, whether it is emotional, whether it is mental, whether it is diabolical, whether it is demonic, whether it is ancestral, it doesn't matter whatever the source is. Every sickness, every disease, every illness is evil. And evil does not come from God. And that is why Jesus got rid of them to free the people from the bondage of evil. And let me just say this to you by the Spirit, that which he did, he has not stopped doing. He will continue to do to us, in us, and through us. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, having laid this foundation, let me move on again. Don't forget, we are looking closely at the ministry of Jesus. You can now see we are looking at it from the eyes of the Spirit. Many times we read the gospel, we read it as a book, but right now it's coming alive and it's going to come more alive in the name of Jesus. So the third dimension to the ministry of Jesus is what I want to mention this morning quickly. Remember, I have given out two already and as a way of reminder, remember the first dimension of the ministry of Jesus was number one, that he showed us the way he demonstrated that kingdom, even as we read this morning. That's exactly what the scripture reminded us this morning. In the ministry of Jesus was a demonstration. He demoed the way for us. He gave us the example of what it means to live on earth as a son of God. Don't forget, 
every miracle Jesus did was to show us what is possible for the new creation man. In fact, he himself said, the works I do, you shall do, and the greater works shall you do. Remember, he says, the work I do. So, his ministry was first a demo for us, a demonstration. And then secondly, after he has demonstrated consistently for three and a half years, don't forget the ministry of Jesus was consistent. And as we read the scriptures, it confirms that consistency that he was doing two things, preaching the wonderful message of God's kingdom, the joyful news of God's kingdom, and demonstrating that kingdom by healing the sick, and casting out devils and freeing everyone who has been oppressed. Now, after he did that for three and a half years, he went ahead to prepare us, to get us ready to do the same thing. And how did he do it? First, by his death. The death of Christ on the cross was to prepare us to walk as God's living in human form, walking the earth. And the only way he could do that is to settle anything that is standing between us and God. He paid for our sins, number one. Number two, he set us free from every control, every domination of the kingdom of darkness. He freed us from them and translated us into the kingdom of the son that he lost. How did he do it? He paid. In fact, he overpaid for our sins. Amen and amen. And let me remind you one more time, beloved, if you have not come to the place that you are guaranteed, you have absolutely 100% guarantee that the blood of Jesus has settled the matter of sin once and for all. Beloved, you are still in unbelief. You are still an unbeliever. You have to come to the place of 100% assurance that what Jesus did on the cross is, is more than enough to settle the matter of sin once and for all. Praise God. So having said that, let's look at the third dimension of the ministry of Jesus. When I say dimension, what I mean is that when you look at this, you can understand the ministry of Jesus and why things were done the way it was done in the order in which he did them. Don't forget, Jesus did not come first and die first. No, he first showed us the ministry and then to prepare us, he died. Now, number three, after he died, he gave us our evidence. What do I mean by this? Don't forget, he prepared us by dying. After he has settled the matter, he gave us the evidence. And what is that evidence? He rose from the dead. Jesus rising from the dead is to give us an evidence that we are now perfectly one with God, that we have been reconciled with God. Watch this. That's why the Bible says, if Christ be not raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain. If Christ did not rise from the dead, then, in, then matter of fact, there is no faith at all. But Jesus rising from the dead is to give us an evidence of our reconciliation, is to give us our evidence that he did not just go to pay for our sin, but in fact, 
the sin was paid for. Let me give you this illustration. Hopefully, it will help us to understand better. Let us say that somebody had gone to prison for you. You committed a crime for which you ought to go to prison. And then instead of you being dragged to court, somebody says, okay, don't worry. I love you too much. I don't want you to go through this. And the person goes to court, stands on your behalf, which is what Jesus did. And then the judge pronounces the sentence upon the man. And then the man is hauled away to prison. Let us say that the prison sentence was supposed to be for five years. Did you know that the way you can be absolutely sure that this man served the sentence, watch this, not that he went to serve the sentence, but no, not only did he go to serve the sentence, but he completed the sentence. The only way to verify that is when that man is released from the prison. When the man is released from the prison and you can see that man, then you are sure not only that this man took your place, but he completed the sentence. He paid completely. So Jesus' resurrection was to give us evidence that our sin has been paid for and that we have been totally, completely, and absolutely made one, reconciled with God. That means the job is done. Satan is defeated. Sin has been removed. Now he's restoring us to the full glory of the Father. Amen and amen. Let me recall again what I've said this morning as I prepare to sign off. Beloved, don't forget, number one, Jesus demoed the way. He showed us the example of what our life should be. And I pray in the name of Jesus, I come to an agreement this morning that that which he demoed shall be our reality in the name of of Jesus. Number two, he went to prepare us. Remember what he said to his disciples, I will go and prepare a place for you. And when I'm done, I will come and get you so that where my father is there, you will always be so that in my father's house, there are going to be many dwelling places. And that's where we're coming to many dwelling places. Amen. And amen. So he prepared us trying to build us into a house for God to dwell in. And how did he do it? He settled everything that stood between us and God. And then number three, after he has done it, he rose from the dead to give us the receipt, the unquestionable evidence that this matter has been settled once and for all. Beloved, I pray that you see what this means so that you can come to a place of rest. Rest is an evidence that the work is started in your life, that you live in rest and walk from the place of rest. Why? Because the one who prepared us finished his work. He completed it. Not that he started it. No, he completed it completely. And then having completed the work, he rose from the dead to give us the evidence. So today we have the evidence that Jesus is alive, the anointed one, and his anointing is alive and lives forever. Amen and amen. I'm going to stop here. And by the grace of God, I will come back to you again tomorrow with tomorrow's episode of our daily bread of life, our daily fellowship 
with the word. Beloved, please, I will not get tired of reminding you. Maybe you will, maybe if you have not paid attention, that you recall how important this is, that you keep me in your prayers, keep the word of God in your prayers as I do the same for you. That is a mutual obligation that we owe in love to one another. Again, be reminded that this is our month of outreach. If you have not been doing so, that you begin to spread the message more and more. So don't forget what the Bible told us. Jesus himself has to go from place to place, walked from place to place. Today, you are not walking around. All you have to do is that the free message that you have received, you spend some data and send it out to as many people as you can prayerfully. Amen and amen. Beloved, please enjoy your day knowing and being fully persuaded and convinced that all your sins has been paid for. And after he did it today, he has presented us evidence, irrefutable evidence that that work was completed. Don't forget, beloved, this morning you have been served. Shalom.